and jabs look at the female fight world on Block Talk Radio. My name is Felipe Leon, um, broadcasting live from Tijuana and from Los Angeles. With me is Tara Ayel. How are you doing, Tara? Hi, I'm good. How about yourself? In case you guys, good, thank you. In case you guys didn't listen to the show last time, a couple weeks ago, Tara is a writer for Undisputed Magazine. Um, she's in the LA area, so she covers a lot of fights out there. And unfortunately, the guru of the show, the two-minute round, Mr. David Avila, can't be with us tonight. He has some personal business to attend to. Tara and I are going to be trying to hold down the fort. Tara, besides Undisputed Magazine, are you writing for somebody else? Or you have Price Fighters as well, right? Yeah, uh, you're going to hate me because I'm, cor- I'm going to correct you. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's actually uh, no, you're good. It's actually a uh, Uppercut Magazine, so uh, Uppercut Magazine, and then yeah, I also write for uh, the Prize Fighters, so that's all women uh, boxing, and also the Sleep Science as well too. So that's fun. Yeah, right. Undisputed Magazine was this magazine uh, a lot, some years ago that was based out of uh, Northern California, and I used to write for it. I think David wrote for it as well, so I kind of got confused with the Undisputed and the Uppercut. But I'm sorry, it's, <laughs> it has been, it's been around for a, quite some time as well. I remember that it's been around for a long time. And also, you, you do practice boxing, correct? Practice? I mean, yeah. I mean, I train. I, uh, my last fight was 2015, so I've been out of it for a good three years. Um, David recently pulled me back in and, you know, kind of invited me to um, to come with him to one of the fights. And he goes, you know, why don't you write about the fights and, uh, you know, I'll see how you do. So I submitted my paper to him and he, he goes, all right, what are you doing next weekend? And so he kind of just like took me underneath his wing. And journalism has always been something that I've wanted to do and get into and like, why not do it for boxing? So it's my sport. So why not? So, yeah, but it's been fun. been doing it for a couple of months now, So. You fought as a as a as an amateur back in 2015. Yeah, just just amateur. Um, I'm, we have plans of uh, going pro, but not 100 percent sure yet. I gotta get back into it. I've been talking with uh, Kalisha West about it, so her and I are in the works with those things. We'll see. It's on the back. How end. many How many amateur fights have you had? Uh, you're gonna laugh at me. I've only had one. <laughs> Uh, and it was it was back in 2015. Hey, that's more than I have. So uh, yeah. yeah, so and more than David's been around boxing his whole life. So uh, and go ahead. It's 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 funny, you know. My my older brother, he's a huge uh, boxing fight fan, and he was telling me he's like, you're fighting like you're you're like you're a pro, like you have all this time in the world, and you know, amateur is 100% completely different than professional. So I kind of just took took a back a back seat on it on boxing, got a relationship, got out, and now I'm just like, okay, boxing is my main focus right now. So yeah, yeah, that's good. So uh, just to finish off this conversation, what weight would you be? What weight did you fight back in 2015? And if you do decide to go pro, what weight would you be campaigning at? I will be 118, 120. Oh, wow. Yeah, my walk around is a good 125. Um, like I said, I'm I'm kind of like over right now. <laughs> just kind of taking a back seat when it comes to that, but. Uh, you know, me and Kalisha, her and I are uh, both talking about it. So, and not only talking about it, we're just, we're working on it, just not really showcasing it right now, just kind of keeping it, you know, you're the first person that I really said something to. So, well, yeah. we'll, we'll see. To a lot of, you just said it to a lot of, 118 uh, division is a good, oh, yeah. A former champion as a Bantamweight champion. Kalisha Wild Wild West from Moreno Valley, a good friend of the show. We've had her here before, and hopefully she soon. So let's get started with the show. We're going to go to the fight results first, 
and starting off on Friday, June 29th from Martins West in Woodland, Maryland. Shabazz Brothers, a local promotional company out there in uh, the south or the southeast part of the country, put on a, a great show with the main event between Tyresha Douglas against Helen Joseph, which ended in a majority draw at 112 pounds. The scores there were 98-92 for Joseph, who was the visiting fighter there. And two judges out on even 95-95. So, that if the visiting fighter comes to town and gets a draw, then she pretty much won that fight. And by the scores of it, it kind of looks like that since the one judge that didn't see it as a draw scored it an overwhelming 98 about this fight on our last it was claimed that a fight of this business didn't have a major uh, outlet as far as TV or anything. I'm sure that there is videos out there on Facebook or something like that, but this fight possibly out of anything that we might have seen last week or the last couple weeks, bar one fight we're going to talk about in a little bit, probably deserves all the, the attention that it could get. Now, on Saturday, June 30th, from the Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncanskyville, Connecticut, Star Boxing gave us the return to the ring of Callie Rees, scoring a unanimous decision over Patty Ramirez and an eight-rounder at 147 pounds. The scores there were 80, uh, 72, three times. And if we do remember the woman that faced Cecilia Breakhouse back in May on the undercard of Gennady Golovkin over Vanes Marito Sorian, actually scored, um, she actually scored two feats that night, uh, Tara. One was that she was the other woman on a, the first female HBO televised fight ever and the groundbreaking feat that she scored. She sent Cecilia Breakhouse down to the canvas, something that we've never seen before. Cecilia Breakhouse considered the number one pound-for-pound pound woman fighter in the world, uh, had never touched the canvas, and Kelly Reese was the one that sent her down there. So hopefully... And I want to hear your opinion, Tara, about hopefully Kelly gets a rematch with Cecilia because I think she deserves it. I think that first fight was very competitive. Oh, yeah. And uh, especially in the second half in, in the centers around is when she sent her down to the canvas. But the one that has the ball in her court would always have the ball in the court. And the one that's being chased not only by Kelly Reese but by Layla MacArthur as well, among other fighters, is Cecilia Breakhouse. And Cecilia Breakhouse decided to go to Russia and fight there and defend her title. I think she only has like 10 fights. So what are your thoughts on, on a possible rematch? And who do you think deserves the rematch more at this point, Callie Reese or Layla MacArthur? Um, I'm going to say I would much rather uh, see Callie Reese and Cecilia fight again, only because I've seen – you know, just kind of reviewing uh, Callie Reese in the way that, well, especially, you know, what you're saying, how she was the first person to knock her down. And just looking at her experience, I mean, she's fought so many um, well-known people, uh, Tori Nelson, Christina Hammer, uh, Anna Gabriels, and for, you know, and uh, Ashley Curry, she, you know, but she was the first person to knock down Cecilia Breakout. I would much rather see that fight. I think she deserves that. And, uh, it, yeah, I mean, that, that'll be something to watch. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. One that I wouldn't agree with you is David Avila, but we will get him. We'll get him on here uh, on our next show, which is scheduled to be on July 26, which is a Thursday. Every other Thursday here on BlockTalkRadio.com forward slash Two Minute Round. You have the Two Minute Round, your hooks and jabs look at the female fight world. And if you want to give us a call and uh, talk female boxing with us, you certainly can at 323-580-5735, I agree with you because I think Kelly proved that she deserves to be in the ring. I mean, I thought it was very, very competitive fight, especially the second half. It, it, there's a lot of action there. I mean, Elena McCarthy is a great fighter. She's an actor. But I think that, I don't think she's a anymore i think that she's on the she's on their way out yeah on the same age as cecilia breakhouse and everything but she has she has so much experience and she has so many fights 
that I don't see her going that. Also, uh, I think she might be above 30 years old. I'm not 100% sure. I think there's another Reese and a Cecilia Breakhouse as far as the future than a Layla MacArthur. You were going to say something? Yeah, you're, I mean, I'm catching every other word for you. <laughs> so I'm trying to put pieces together. It's totally breaking up. But, um, for yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I think I would I would much rather see that the the rematch with uh, Callie Reese and Cecilia Breakhouse just because it's, it's more recent, you know, and, um, it was so on edge just to watch it because you had no idea, like, you know, who was going to come out on top, especially in the, the earlier rounds when, you know, you saw uh, Kelly Reese knock her down to the to the ground. So, yeah. Yeah. Or Kelly Reese is actually 31 years old, so there's still yeah sport. Also on the same night, from uh, the Shakespeare Energy in Oklahoma City, Michaela Mayer scored a unanimous decision over Sheena Kane in a six-rounder at 135 pounds. The scores there were 60-53 uh, uh, three times. And Michaela Mayer, Michaela Mayer sent Sheena Kane down to the canvas with a, a big, I think it was a right down. And I didn't think she was going to recuperate, but she ended up getting up and beating the count and actually going the, the full distance. Did you get a chance to watch that fight? And what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I was kind of surprised that it even went all six rounds. I thought for sure Michaela would have had her, you know, if not the first round, at least the, the second or the third round. But it, it ended up going, you know, all six rounds. Um, Michaela's a – she's – I mean, what, what's to say about Michaela? She's doing great. Um, but, yeah, that, that right hand, uh, she caught her a couple of times. And um, I'm not sure if she's just not putting the power behind it. I know she has the power behind it. She's very strong. Um, but Or, you know, Sheena just has a better chin or something. But Sheena was wide open. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of surprised that it went all six rounds. I thought for sure Michaela would have got that um, that fourth knockout <laughs> in her career. So, um, But, no, it was a great fight. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think she's doing great. I think that um, it's very busy. I mean, it's very easy to have a fighter like Michaela Meyer, who has a lot of experience, who obviously knows how to fight, and to throw her in there for a a world title this early on. I mean, we've seen it with other fighters of her caliber, uh, like Katie Taylor and top rank, rightfully so. And I think... I think they're doing the right thing is they're taking their time with her. Even though Michaela Mayer, when she was on the show, she mentioned that she wanted mm-hmm. to fight for this year, but I don't, I don't see the rush. I mean, she is 28, 29 years old, but I mean, like we've mentioned before, you know, there's a lot of fighters in their thirties in female boxing that are still viable in the sport. So I don't know uh, if there's a big rush with her. And I think that top rank is doing very well in developing her. So, uh, and they're, history of boxing, of professional boxing, top rank and its matchmakers um, have been some of the best developers of champions in the history of the sport. So they're, I believe they're doing the same thing with Mikhail and Mayer. So hopefully they continue, but I wouldn't mind seeing her fight for a world title by the end of 2018, but that's just me. No, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I mean, she has the experience, especially, come on now, like, you know, she transitioned so well from the amateurs to um, professional. I mean, look at the way she fights. She's awesome. Just that, that right hand and even that jab. I Against Sheena, if she would have used her jab the whole time and just made Sheena come into her, that girl was so wide. <laughs> she could have caught her way more times than she did. But, you know, Michaela even, she just dominated her. And I, I don't think the scores were – I think the scores are a little off. I think Michaela, you know, uh, I don't, I, damn. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think one of her big advantages, and she knows how to use it. I seen her fight live once in Phoenix, and I was pretty impressed. I mean, I seen every one of her fights, but I saw her live in Phoenix, and I, it was more seeing her live. Is that mm-hmm. she? She really knows how to take advantage of her size. I mean, she's oh, that yeah. jab. You know, and she and she she doesn't get impatient like a lot of beginners do. That you know, when they hurt their fighter or they or they they can tell that they're so much better or faster than their opponent. Want to get them out of right. there, and they start crowding themselves. And that, um, uh, 
you know, throwing the punch, not leaving enough room for that punch to get to where it needs to go. Taylor doesn't do that. She she uses that, that length of hers. And if she's going down to 130, mm-hmm. we mentioned in our last show that this fight was made at 132. It's even mm-hmm. a bigger advantage because the super featherweights are not as tall as the 135-pounders. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, she's gonna she's gonna dominate. She's I think she's what five nine. So even uh, even Cena was pretty you know she's pretty tall, but there's just no way. Uh, Michaela just has way more experience than these uh, these women. Like I said, she you know she transitioned so well from amateurs to the professional. If she just keeps listening to her corner, I was watching her fight and um, just listening to her corner. Like her corner was very vocal about you know her staying patient or being patient and. Uh, just kind of waiting on her. And she reviews that, reviews that tape, and she can see, you know, um, she could have got her at least the first, second round. <laughs> Give her one yeah. more minute, she would have knocked her out. Yeah. And she is 5'9", so David hit it right on the button, so she is very tall for that weight class. Now, moving on to Saturday, July 7th, and the video that is making the rounds on social media, at least oh. with boxing fans, is this, 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 excruciating knockout by Selena Barrios in Corpus Christi, Texas at the American Bank Center over Aida Satibaldinova, who is from Kazakhstan, Lady Triple G. Not so much that this past Saturday, um, but fighting out of LA where Selena Barrios stopped her in the fourth round with a huge left hook right on the button on the chin. And if you haven't seen that video, I'm sure that you could search for it on Facebook or on Twitter and see how Aida, uh, react to that punch basically i mean no insult uh intended but she basically just flops like a fish down to the canvas <laughs> and and it's out there was no count needed the referee rightfully so just counted right. her out like waves the fight off and barrios ends up winning that fight which i picked her as the winner i didn't think that she was gonna score that but i seen really? i seen yeah, I seen. I seen. I didn't think she was gonna score a knockout. I thought it, I, it's it's very very rare that you see these kind of knockouts in female boxing. And Felipe, so, what were you watching? <laughs> I'm sorry, what do you mean? but I <laughs> I watched the first round, and you kind of just knew by like the first round, you're like, all right, this girl is. Um, and I hate to say it because you know I interview both ladies, and I have respect for both of them. I have respect for anybody that you know jumps into the ring, uh, and both of them are, are you know they're great at what they do. And but by the first, you know, when you have Selena Barrios with the experience that she has, and then you have uh, Aida that you know is just a straight out brawler. I mean, they both can brawl, but you got someone that's a straight out brawler. One of the two has to you know switch their game, and that's exactly what Selena. Selena did. She had to kind of figure it out for a little bit, but there's just so many mistakes that I hate to say, but there's so many mistakes that I had made that I knew by the first round, I was like, oh no, she's going to get knocked out. Like, there's just no way. And then sure enough, what was it? Fourth round, one minute, 23 seconds. I was like, holy crap. But I mean, she, but, she ate so many punches that I was like, dude, like you're, you're going to get knocked out like right now, you know, and then it ended up happening. I was like, gosh, dang it. But I mean, that's boxing you for see- you. Some people... But you see, you seen Aida, you seen Aida fight. I think all, all her fights except for the. I think she's done two in Tijuana, and mm-hmm. and she eats a lot of punches in every one of the fights. She gets hit a lot in every one of the fights because she goes in, you know. So right. that's basically what she was going doing against Barrios. I just didn't know if Barrios had that knockout power to be able to stop her in the way that she. Right, that girl. I mean. She's strong. Like, look at look at Selena. I mean, just even looking at her her body period, and then look, look at the for one, look at the experience. Like, you kind of have to like look at the history of it. You know, look at her experience. Look who she's training with, and then you know, same thing with Aida. Like, you look at her history as well too. Um, all that stuff comes into play. But like I said. It, when you're boxing, like, when when you're on the outside of the boxing ring, you know, when you have that experience inside the ring, like, you kind of know, like, what you're looking for. And by the first round, you kind of know what's going to happen. The only thing that's not for sure is, yeah, the knockout. Like, because that can go either way. Like, one fighter could be, you know, winning all the rounds, but then they get knocked out by the sixth round out of eight rounds, you know. So you just never know. But for the most part, when it comes to boxing you know by the first or second round like who's the better fighter and who has you know more technical so I mean I'm just kind of hyped up on it because it just happened this past what this past weekend right 
Um, but yeah, that knockout was amazing. It was kind of devastating too to see it. Like, you know, her body just, like you said, with all due respect, like her body just kind of flopped to the floor and just kind of, you know, her whole body yeah. flipped. And it was just, you know. And, and we have to say that we're glad that, I mean, she's okay and there's no repercussions from the knockout, and, and we're glad that she is okay. So we'll see oh, yeah. if Aida comes back, you know. I mean, it could be pretty devastating to get knocked out that way. One thing that David has um, talked about a lot in his show and one of his philosophies in female boxing, that I, I somewhat agree with it, I would say 80 to 90% because – yeah. You gotta let you gotta let women fight, and they have to fight the best, and they have to face each other. But this was a risky fight for both fighters. I mean, Selena Barrios is, you know, she's a ticket seller. She's only like four and oh, five and oh now. She's coming up as far as making a name for herself. She's always already the NABF champion. And Aida, in her own right, you know, she has a, a manager. Money is being invested in her in those fights in Tijuana and the fights that she's done in LA. So to face these two two type of fighters so early on, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they could have waited and got into maybe ten and 0, 0 and maybe a little bit more popularity between both fighters and then have I agree. this kind of fight. You know, then have this kind of fight right. and maybe the result would have been the same, maybe the result would have been different. Maybe it would have been a, a a longer fight. Maybe Aida would have and and changed up her, or even you know gotten a little bit better as far as her style. But you know, women these what what it shows that these women they don't care. They just want to fight, and if <laughs> fight that they're gonna get offered, they're gonna take it. Which in a, in turn for us as fans is a good thing. Right. I mean, I can agree and disagree on uh, some of those points that you say. I, I, I do think that they should have built, they should build both of their, uh, you know, their records up, uh, you know, Selena and both Aida, but they both, you know, I agree with you. They, they both want to fight and that's what they, what they came to do. You know, they're coming here risking their, their undefeated record so far, you know, one, one of them, one of the two has to go home with it, you know, with the loss. And so, um, and that's basically what happened. I, I do think that, um, you know, with uh, Aida, even after watching this last fight, uh, if she could work uh, work on a little bit more of her, I'm going to say, a little bit more of her, her defense, I guess you can say. I mean, because you have mm-hmm. both Selena and Aida, they're, they're both sprawlers. Like, they want to go in there and go and fight. But, like I said, you have to – one of the two has to, you know, kind of sit back and be patient and look for those um, for those opportunities to make that that knockout punch which is exactly what you know selena did and um yeah you can't have both brawlers coming in at each other you know otherwise it's just a mess so one of them has to be smart and that's exactly what selena did she took advantage of that she paid attention and you know figured out where's the opening and she you know aida had an opening so and that's exactly Mm. what happened she got the knockout fourth round so yeah and it's a highlight real knockout i mean unfortunately female boxing is not a I don't. Yeah. I mean, we'll have our own award show we've we've had for the last two years on this show, theprizefighters.com. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have it on the Price Fighters, and we'll have it here on the Two Minute Round. And nice. unless unless somebody, I don't know, beats that, somebody's head beats that knockout. Neck, <laughs> no, unless somebody knocks somebody's head off clean off their neck. <laughs> I don't better knock out that knockout. I agree. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, that's making the rounds. And lastly, in the uh, fight results on Sunday, July 8th in Budapest, Hungary, Emma Kozin scored a split decision over African Mapule Nubani in a 10-rounder, defending her WIBA and WBF 60-pound titles. Scores there were 97-94, 97-93 for Kozin, and 100, uh, 100 to 100 to 90 before. Uh, for Nugubani in the split decision. And the only reason that I mentioned this fight, this is a fighter that I've actually haven't seen any footage of her. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that I can find something on YouTube, but honestly, my pet peeve is like handheld, handheld videos and stuff like that. Like I want to see something professionally taped. And, mm-hmm. um, but this, 
Emma Colting's record. She's like 13, 14, and no, 160 pounds, very young, 19 and 20 years old. And I, I could almost guarantee that one way or the other down the road, she's going to be an opponent for a big name in that division, whether it be, be uh, Christina, you know, the, the, the golden, the holy grail, now Clarissa Shields. Because with that mm-hmm. record, I'm sure she's going to be called and they're going to offer enough money for her to take the fight. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. She's 14-0 with eight knockouts, and she is in the middleweight. She also has southpaw. Uh, yeah. i like to yeah, see so, her. Uh, I mean, we've got to get her name out there. Kind of don't know who she is. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to try to research a little bit and try to see and see some video of what it's like. She's like, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to kick somebody when she's down. No intended, mm-hmm. but I don't. What if she's another mm-hmm. brawler, a la Aida, and you know that kind of. I mean, going back to Aida, it's it's more so like a learning lesson, you know. Like you gotta be able to uh, take the criticism. You gotta be able to, you know, okay, pick yourself back up again and realize that it happens, you know, and take some time to review tape, review yourself, and not get so much in your head and be like, okay, this is my this is my knockdown. Like, you know, I'm gonna have to take every single criticism there is out there, but let me go back in the gym and work on my game, you know. Clearly, you know, taking some time out because because of the knockout. But um, yeah, I agree. Alrighty, so now we're going to move on to female fight chatter. And I think for me, and I would like to have your opinion, but for me, the biggest news two weeks is the announced mega card on August 11th in, 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 the, in Mexico City. Two of the biggest female, Mexican female fighters in the last 10 years are going to be sharing a bill for the first time. A female, a Mexican female boxing, which is going to be the WBC bantamweight champion Mariana Lavardi Juarez and for Jackie La Princesa Azteca Nava, they're going to be fighting on the same card on August 11th. Barbie Juarez is going to be fighting a Japanese woman by the name of, give me one second here, uh, it's going to be a Japanese, but. Uh, She's going to be fighting. Well, Jackie now is going to be she's a fighter that she has faced before. Mariana Juarez is going to be facing Terumi Nuki, where she's going to be defending her title. Terumi Nuki from Japan, very strong, very tough fighters, uh, 29 years old, 10 wins, 3 losses, 7 knockouts, so she does have some power. Traveled outside of Japan one time. She went to uh, Argentina back in 2018, well, actually earlier this year in February, and she lost the United decision to the IBF world champion, uh, Deborah Anaí Dionysius. And now she's going to be facing Mariana Juarez on August 11th, and Jackie Nava is going to be facing Colombia, which she already faced before um, Mm -hmm. and beat her. But Jackie Nava is coming off from a long, long layover. She's a... uh, a congresswoman in Mexico for the federal government, so she has those responsibilities, and she hasn't fought since February of 2017, and prior to fought since February of 2015. So in the last, uh, what did you say, two and a half years, uh, uh, she's only fought once, and the last time that she fought Ali Sanchez was in 2014. These are the only times they fought. So the whole reason for this fight card that is being promoted in junction between Promociones del Pueblo and Sanfer is because somewhere down the road, hopefully by the end, before the end of the year, they face each other, which is a big fight in Mexico, and it's a big fight for female boxing. Now, Jackie Nava is going to be going down to Bantamweight, the division where she started, but she made her name as a super Bantamweight at 122 pounds. So that's going to be interesting because she is not a young woman, um, 30, she just turned 38. And Mariana Juarez is, I think she's a, she's around that age as well. I think she might be 37. So oh, this wow. fight's no, coming. Right. Yeah, they're both 38. So yeah. So this fight for me is. Well, they are going to fight each other, but you know, you can't. <laughs> 
You can't expect Jackie Nava to, to come from a, a year layoff and only one fight in the last two and a half, three years to fight you know, the world champion at, at the WBC. She wants to get one fight in there. But, you know, what are your thoughts about this August 11th fight and uh, this fight card? And what are your thoughts about uh, an eventual matchup between both Otis and Jackie Nava? I mean, she's got to do what she has to do. If you know, she feels like she has to, she's a little ring rust, then all right, then get a couple more fights underneath your belt. But I think I would much rather see Mariana uh, Juarez versus, uh, you know, Jackie Nava. And I'm super excited about Jackie coming back. Um, she's fought some of my, you know, some of the great fighters uh, years ago, back in 2010, Jennifer Salinas. Uh, who else am I seeing over here? Kelsey Jeffries, you know, she's winning these fights. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I remember seeing something on the internet. It was supposed to be a speaker or something about Jackie Nava getting back in shape, and she looked great. And then, sure enough, they made the announcement that she's going to be fighting again. Uh, you know, it's it's funny that – well, it's not funny, but, I mean, Jackie Nava's coming back. There's uh, a lot more female fighters that are coming back out, um, you know, from their layouts, and they're, they're coming back from the woodworks, and, you know, they're going to start fighting. You're going to start seeing them on, on these fight cards. So women boxing is going to be getting a lot more interesting in the coming months and uh, next couple of years. So super excited. Um, I do want to see um, – that will be an awesome fight to see uh, Nava versus uh, Juarez. Um, I think they'll both win. So, I mean, yes. she won her – she won the last fight by knockout, so they'll both win. Yeah, one of – each other pretty much goes up in smoke now. The good news for – American audiences that might want it gets broadcast by the being sports channel. They've been broadcasting the Sanford cards from Mexico and they have been broadcasting female fights that Sanford has been putting on in Mexico. And Sanford is co promoting this event with uh Promociones del Pueblo who is the promoter for Barbie Juarez. So hopefully they work out a licensing fee with being sports and they can show this in the United States. Also mm-hmm. raise uh, the profile of female boxing because this is a true, true fight. I mean, this is two women that, as you mentioned, Jackie Nava has fought the best in the division. Barry Juarez has fought the best in the division. Barry Juarez is a three-time world champion in three different divisions. Jackie Nava is a two-time, uh, a two-divisional world champion. Are skilled. They have skills. They know how to fight. Mm-hmm. They have. They know. They know how to throw a jab. They know how to throw a left hook. They know how to counterpunch. They do what a female can do inside a ring. And they known for going to war in two fights against Ana Maria Torres. So you're going to see skill, physicality, and you're going to see heart, and you're going to see a slugfest between these two women if and when they face each other, hopefully by the end of the year. And early prediction I think Jackie Nava has, even though at 38, they're both 38, and even though Barbie Juarez has been a lot more active, I think Jackie Nava is mm-hmm. just, it's just a little bit better than Barbie Juarez. I think her size is going to help her as well. I think she's a little bit bigger woman, and not only because she's from Tijuana, because I'm a big Barbie Juarez fan, but Jackie Nava is here in Tijuana, and I've had the, I've had the, the chance to interview her several times, and I've been in the gym mm-hmm. with her while she's been training, and and I've been in the gym while other fighters have been training, male fighters and other female fighters. And I've never seen another another train another fighter train harder than Jackie Nava. She just trains so hard every day, day in and day out. She's just it, it's just amazing. Um, everything that she does, she's a mother, she's a wife, she's a congresswoman, she's an architect. Even though she doesn't really. Uh, practice or profession, but she has designed. She designed her gym. She has an old, her own gym here in uh, in Tijuana, and she designed it herself with her husband, who's also an architect. So she has so many spinning plates and uh, up in the air. And by the way that I've seen her train, and by the way that I've seen her do a couple other things, it seems like she just puts 110 percent in everything that she does. And I mean, there isn't really whether they're boxes or not. People in general that have that kind yeah. of motivation and that kind of focus, like what I've seen with Jackie now. And not that Mariana Bobby Juarez doesn't, because in her right. own right, she she basically um, basically drew the the, the the blueprint of what female of Mex what female fighters, not just Mexican female 
what female fighters should do to get to the level that she has. I mean, she's taking some roads that maybe if I was a female fighter or maybe I wouldn't agree with, I mean, the whole Playboy thing, but that's her right. She's a woman. She wants to come out and Playboy. She wants to show what Wait, she what? wants to show. Hey, she's, been in, she's been a Mexican. She's been a Mexican Playboy, but she's not the first one or the only in Playboy. I mean, it's uh, Mia St. John, another big, another big name has been in Playboy. And I think uh, Jessica Tutti Bop, although I don't know if she went full nude in Argentina, but it doesn't matter. Ew. She's shown a lot. Yeah. But, but, that's what, but that's what I'm saying is that Barry Juarez has basically paved the road for all these other female behind her and basically showed them that this is a way, a way, not the way, but a way that you could get to become the biggest Mexican fighter of her era. What is this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to each their own, if that's what they want to do. Um, I would much rather take the higher road, I guess you can say. And um, I don't know. Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, circling back to uh, Jackie Nava, um, I'm just, I'm a little biased. I don't know. I'm a little biased. But I, and I haven't really uh, paid much attention to um, uh, why. So I don't really know. I have to go back and study a little bit more, but she looks like she's doing great, uh, especially, you know, with her, um, excuse me, with her, her, her boxing record as well, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Have uh, Jackie Nava, you know, dust off that, that ring rust and let's get these two girls and make this fight. You know, they're both uh, Mexican fighters and they're both, I think they're both from Mexico. Yeah, it'll be awesome to see both of them. I think that'll be a huge fight. So, yeah, and one thing, a chance to watch the fights, and if you're gonna go back there and watch them, um, I would mm-hmm. recommend to go back and watch the Daniela Romina Bermudez fight, which was back in 2016 in August. And the reason that I recommend that fight is because that was her uh-huh. first fight at Bantamweight, and that's a fight that I personally, and I said it, you could go back on the archives and listen to the show right before that fight, where I didn't think. I didn't think she was going to do that well in that fight because we had never seen it at 118 pounds and Romina Bermudez ended up beating her. But to Barbie Juarez's credit, she just got back on that horse and she fought Ima right. Garcia. She fought Ima Garcia, who had been a former like uh, intercontinental champion or international bantamweight uh, champion. Uh-huh. Fought for the world title. And that one, I definitely said, there's no way that she's going to beat Catherine Feedy for this title. I think Catherine Feedy fight live. She another Mexican by the name of Jasmine Rivas and there's no way that she's going to beat her and Barbie beat her and beat her convincingly. David was all about Barbie because he's a big Barbie fan. So he <laughs> calls it those two fights, the Romina Bermudez fight and the Catherine Feely fight you could see the adjustments that she made at Bantamweight. Okay. You could tell that you could tell that you know, but because she's fighting at a, at a, a heavier weight class it got to her and she got tired and that's when Bermuda was able to pull it off. But with Catherine Fiti, you could see those adjustments that she made. So I recommend those two fights to catch up on okay. the career of Mariana Juarez. Any news from your end over there in LA? Anything that you've seen or want to mention here on the show? Um, no, I mean, I think we, you know, honestly, I think we've covered everything so far. Like I said, there's a lot of talks of, um, a lot of female fighters out there that are coming out from the woodworks. I don't want to throw out some things out there because, I mean, sometimes you just never know when it comes to women boxing whether it's going to happen or not. So um, it kind of, you know, but, I mean, people like, I think I saw uh, Chevelle Hallback. I think she mm. has said something that, yeah, and she's one of my, I'm like, holy cow, if she comes back out, it would be so awesome to see her. So, I mean, her and Jackie Nava, like, that's awesome to, you know, to hear about, um I'm just super excited about uh, about women boxing right now. I think everyone needs to be paying attention. So, so you heard that Chevelle uh, Hellback is going to be coming back. I know she's working out. I know that's what she's doing. I'm, we're you know we're friends on Facebook. It, it's funny because back in 2010, I remember I was at uh, Mexico or excuse me, New Mexico. Um, it was Holly home again, Anne Marie Saccarado, and um, I was still training back then. And so I, I went to the gym, you know, in the hotel, went to the gym, and Chevelle Hallback ended up 
being there right with me, sitting on the bike right next to me. We're just over here trying to sweat it out. And um, so I got to watch her fight that night, but I've been a fan of hers since for, for, for years, for years. So when I heard or when I saw on Facebook that she's working out and, you know, there is talks of her coming back into boxing, um, I'm just, yeah. Like I said, there's so many females out there that are hearing the about rumor, it. That It's not so much a rumor. I mean, it's not said. Well, nothing's trick. been put in pen, you know, like nothing's been, okay, we're, we're you know, this is the, the promotion, this is the fight card, this is the date, like nothing's been set in stone, so it's really just like, it's kind of out there, like the vibes are but out she does, there. She does have a date, September 8th in uh, in, oh, uh, in in Canada against Simone Aprecida da Silva in there Canada. There's your date. Yeah, on September, on September 8th, and that would be her first fight in years old so so let's see what happens see if she comes back i mean she wouldn't be the first 47 year old to get in the ring i mean we saw jolene blackshear who fights out of san diego all now retired but she fought well into her late 40s if not early 50s and who's right. to say uh who can rem- uh, forget the female bernard hopkins alicia city who yeah also in her late early 50s, I believe she's still fighting and still competing at the highest level. So let's see what uh, Chevelle Hellback looks like on September 8th. She's 30 wins, eight losses, 13 knockouts. Um, she fights in the welterweight division. She's fought Cecilia Breakout. She lost the unanimous decision there. She also unanimous decision back in 2010. Uh, she fought to a draw with Melissa Hernandez. Uh, she fought Belinda Laracuente. She beat her. Oh, yeah. She's, she's beaten some Mary Jo Saunders, Bonnie Canino. So she's fought Layla MacArthur. She beat Layla MacArthur. She beat Alicia Ashley, uh, Laura Serrano. So she's fought some names, uh, Lucia. So she's fought some big names in the female boxing world. So we'll see how she looks when she comes. So... With that said, let's move on to the upcoming calendar and see what we have in store for the next couple of weeks. Our next show of the two-minute round, your hooks and jabs look at the female fight world, uh, is on July 26th. Tonight, you have Miss Tara Zael as co-host, as well as myself, Felipe Leon, our third co-host, and the guiding light of the show, Mr. David Avila, is unfortunately not with us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's listening. We send him a, a, a big hello and a, and a hug. Uh, he had some uh, prior uh, engagement he had to take care of today. But good thing that Tara is here with us because we are having the show. So um, moving on to upcoming calendar. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this homework, Tara, please, because I asked David to do it, but he's very busy. And he, he sometimes give you this homework. If you can, if you have a chance, tomorrow night after the fight, if you could talk to Senior Estrada, Cornejo and on your iPhone. I know it was blue. Um, a quick, a quick interview, a quick interview with them, and then you could, I think, text it to me if not, email it to me, and then we could share it with our public on our next show, July 26th. Are you up for the challenge? Mm-hmm. Is that is that a challenge? Is that just work you're giving me? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I can do it. No problem. gets done, however gets done, uh, (laughs) Tara is going to be in the house as well. Hopefully, Mr. David Avila. If not, it will just be Tara as the sole correspondent (laughs) for the two-minute round at the Novo at LA Live tomorrow night in Los Angeles, California. It's going to broadcast on ESPN. Sinisi Estrada, the uh, 108-pound prospect, facing Joseph Vizcaino, from Ecuador in a scheduled A rounder at 112 pounds. Today they weighed in, and actually, uh, I don't. What was her weight? Do you do you have her weight uh, by any chance? I could check it out. Um, you know, I'm kind of confused because I could have sworn that she wasn't going to fight. I thought she was going to fight in Mexico. So, but now she's back on the card. If that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I guess they ended up fighting. Uh, they ended up finding a uh, an opponent, and she ended up weighing. Oh, they haven't posted her weights, at least on BoxRig. It's probably going to be on uh, over here. Let me see. I just want to check if she ended up weighing 108 or 110. She fights at, at 110 when her opponent uh, is coming in. Um, 
I don't see the weights. So I guess we'll get the weights another uh, on our next show because nobody's posted in. She weighed 108 officially. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I had to so, listen to the video three times. <laughs> okay, so good for her. She weighed one. Because okay, uh, I've spoken to her. She really likes fighting at 108, which is her natural weight class. She feels she's faster and that her reflexes are a lot better at that weight. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes she would have to um, at a higher weight class, um, like 110 or even 112, or even sometimes a little bit heavier. But she did weigh going to be facing Joseph Vizcaino who her record is not that impressive. Seven wins, six, three knockouts. Um, she is coming off only in her last five fights. She's won four and lost one. Uh, this is her first fight in the United States, but she's fought in Canada four times. So let's see what she brings to the table. I mean, she's challenged in Senise Estrada, who is a very good fighter, a very awkward style, not very conventional. Vizcaína is only 21 years old, so it's not she's she's not she's gonna have youth on her side. Sinesa uh, is a little bit older, not that much, but Sinesa does have oh, yeah. very good amateur. Yeah, she's 26. Uh, very good amateur pedigree and see that that style and and um, I, I mean obviously Estrada is the favorite. Let's just see what kind of uh, fight Vizcaína puts on. What do you think about their fight? Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I actually stand corrected. She's not very tall. She's only 5'2". <laughs> but watching uh, Sinise, uh, her fight in her previous fight, I mean, she uses her, her arm uh, reach very well. So, I mean, I think she, I think she has it handled. Um, excited to see this will be in my first live uh, fight. So, yeah, we'll see. Now, one thing that I find interesting with with you know, Know, maybe it's just me talking, and, and but when she and she, we actually touched on this, we, she and I actually touched on this subject um, the last time she fought, when she fought Amarilis Adorno, who she stopped in the third round, which was only her third knockout in her career of 13 fights. Is that um, you know when you have this kind of fight, that record is not that impressive. I mean, her last opponent she was one in six, and you know you're gonna be all that much better than her. So is the challenge that you put on yourself is, I know I'm going to win. I know I'm better than her. So now i got to try to knock her out because mm-hmm. that's going to be the So I wonder if Estrada, is that what she's thinking tonight as she gets ready for tomorrow, is that this 76 girl, she's not going to be able to beat me. I'm better than her, but I'm going to mm-hmm. try to go and knock her out. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you just don't know. Like I said, uh, we talked about this earlier. You know, you can have one fighter that is winning all the rounds and then just get knocked out. So you just – I would never, you know, think that you're better than one other fighter coming into the ring because you can let your guard down. Like, you know, thinking, oh, I'm better than this fighter. You can let your guard down. And then, you know, you, you get popped with that one that one punch to the chin and you're, you're on the floor. So um, I think coming into this fight, she should, you know, think, you know, this is the best fighter – now, the best fighter that's in front of me now, you know, and just Sinisa should do what she's supposed to do and get in there and uh, do her fight game and uh, win win the fight. I mean, that's what she came there to do. And yeah, so um, well, you do. I, I don't agree that you, you do. should ever go into a fight thinking that you're better than anybody because anything could happen. Mm. So well, you, you, some in, in a way you do have a point there because Estrada in the third round in a fight back in 2016 against Christina Fuentes. And Fuentes, an experienced fighter from Texas, was uh, had four wins, seven losses when she faced uh, Sinez Estrada. So, and in the Vizcaino, even though she's six and seven and six, with only three knockouts, she can land that one punch that can send Estrada down to the canvas because she has been down. Mm-hmm. So... Hopefully, maybe maybe I, I would pose that challenge to Estrada, maybe not going into the, but maybe after two or three rounds when she has realized that she's better than Vizcaino, and then she could start, you know, pressing the gas a little bit and going for the knockout. Because at this point in her career, at 13-0, where she has mentioned that she's on the verge of fighting for the title, and this, device, I believe it's going to be the semi-main event on ESPN, it's not only at this level, it's if you win, win. 
Because what people want to see at the end of the day, we want to see knockouts. It's the home run of boxing. It's the touchdown yeah. of boxing. We want to see knockouts. So, I mean, I'd love to see Estrada dominate and, and score and win every round. But if she knocks her out in the sixth or seventh round, it's going to be all that better and a, and a feather in her cap. So, let's see if this guy. Right. Uh, no, Vizcaino has never been knocked out. And Adorno before her had never been knocked out either, and Estrada was able to uh, to uh, yeah. TKO her. So tomorrow night, when you get to the chance to talk to Sinesa, ask her if she was looking for a knockout <laughs> from the beginning of the fight and see if I was wrong by super bad Estrada. Also on the card, although I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be televised by ESPN, but I'm sure you're going to be able to watch it on some kind of feed. It's 168-pounder Maricela Cornejo uh, facing Samantha Pitt. I have it as a, at 160 pounds, but I know that Maricela Cornejo weighed in at 164 and a half pounds. So that's still uh, super. Talking about tall fighters earlier in the show, we talked about Michaela Mayer. And Maricela Cornejo in her own right is pretty tall, which you would expect at 168 pounds. She's 5'10". But Samantha Pill is even taller. She's, I think, oh, yeah. a little bit over six feet tall, if not six feet tall. So Samantha Pill, 3-0 and from Fairmont, West Virginia. And um, let's see what she brings to the table against uh, a much more experienced Maricela Cornejo at 11-2. and uh, Samantha Pill uh, went pro back in uh, April of 2017. She fought a one-on-one fighter and beat her with the United decision. Then in, against a debuter, scored a majority decision. And then two fighters. So this, obviously, the biggest step up in her career, whereas Maricela Cornejo, who has been fighting in Mexico in her last couple of fights, comes back. Actually, her fight right before this one was in um, in uh, in uh, Costa Mesa. But she fought a welterweight who, was, who came up to 160 pounds. So now she's going to be fighting a full-fledged middleweight. It happens in this fight, and uh, I think it's going to be a good toss-up right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Samantha Pill right now. Uh, she was a heavyweight. I'm looking at her. Oh, yeah. The division is oh, a heavyweight, so she's going down. So, it's, <laughs> you know, when when you have a fighter that is heavier and they're going down into weight, some, I mean, it could be a good or a bad thing, you know, whether they, they're they uh, a lot more weaker or they're just stronger. So we'll see because I haven't I haven't seen – I think this is only her, what, fourth fight she's about to have. She's only 3-0 yeah. and o right now. Currently, so we'll see. I mean, you never know. So thirty pounds in a year. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't just go into a fight thinking like, oh, I'm gonna knock this girl out because you just don't know, you know. So we'll see. I mean, that's kind of interesting. I just found that out tonight, so that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. So then, uh, also on Friday, July the twentieth, from the Oasis Hotel in Cancun, Mexico, gives us on ESPN, Marlene Esparza coming. Back from her nuptials, she just got married. I'm sure that she went on a uh, honeymoon on social media, so I don't know if she posted pictures in Fiji or Jamaica or Cancun or anything like that. Or maybe she's taking this trip to Cancun and, and doubling it as her honeymoon. But <laughs> at any rate, she's going to be facing a, a, an experienced fighter from Venezuela named Deborah Rengifo, who's fought for world titles in is a good fight for Marlene Esparza. In the past, and we criticized her here on the show. Well, not criticized her so much, but Golden Boy Promotions and their match and her matchmaking. Being that she's a uh, 2012 bronze medalist and she's fighting an 0 and 2. Did you see her her debut? Against Rachel Did you see that fight? Uh, against Rachel. Fight as a, uh... as a pro. Are you talking about Marlene? I'm so sorry. You're totally breaking up. You're talking about yeah. Marlene? Yeah. Did you see her pro debut? No, I, I don't think I saw it. But, I mean, I, I kind of figured that, you know, the first couple, at least the first 10 fights that she's going to fight is going to be, you know, she's going to win. So, um, I don't think I really had to see it. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, what she can do in the next 10 fights. We'll see and get a little bit more experience in uh, professional. So, um mm-hmm. No, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Fighter. It's a it's it's a four rounder, but just see the opponent. 
uh, and, and it goes back to my point that as a uh, former Olympic bronze medalist and fighting the fighter that she fought in her pro debut, who was an 0-2 fighter, who had no business inside a boxing ring against anybody, no, with all due respect, but then she's fighting a bronze medalist. And then from then, um, Marlene Esparza fought a 2-3 and three fighter. She fought an 8-7 and seven fighter. She fought a 3-16 and 16 fighter. She came back from fighting a 2-4 fighter. So now, in her sixth fight as a professional, she's going to face her first fighter with a winning record in Deborah Rengifo. Uh, Deborah is 10-5 with one draw and five knockouts, but she is she's fought Tuti Bob, who is a world champion. She fought who is the world champion in her last fight. Uh, she's fought some names out there. So this is a good, experienced fighter just to see where Marlene Esparza, and that fight's going to be on July 20th, so in uh, a week from tomorrow on ESPN. So I'm actually looking forward to that fight because I really want to see what Marlene Esparza can do against this Deborah from Cancun. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, on Saturday, July 21st from Moscow, Russia, Cecilia Breakhouse will be facing Ina Sagardajovskaya. That's a long name. I think they named her. I think that's why they named her Ina, like a really short first name, because your last name is going to be really long. long. Uh, Sagardajovskaya. And Cecilia Breakhouse will be defending her IBF, IBO, WBA, WBC, and WBO um, uh, titles. This is on the undercard of uh, Murat Gassiev against uh, Olex, uh, what's that guy's name? I forgot his first name, but his last name is Olex. Uh, in the final of the of the Super Series of Boxing, so Cecilia Breakout is in the semi-main event. I'm not sure if it's going to be televised in the United States, but we'll be able to find some kind of stream on the internet from the Foxwood Resort in Manchester, Connecticut. The Bell Entertainment gives us Shelly Vincent still fighting. Staying active against a TBA and an eight-rounder. And then Alicia Napoleon, who is the WBA middleweight champion, also scheduled in a six-rounder, not a world title fight, against the uh, ever-dangerous uh, TBA. And that same night on July 21st, which is a week from this Saturday, Ava Knight is also scheduled in Memphis in a six-rounder against a TBA. And Ava Knight... I do follow her on social media, and she's been training, and this is like her third comeback fight in the last six months. She has still not been able to, have not been able to find her a suitable opponent. Um, I think mm. she had an opponent her last getting a visa and not coming back. So see what happens. I mean, Ava Knight, 14-2 uh, and two with four draws. Uh, she hasn't fought since April of 2016. So hopefully this is the one that hits it, but I seriously, seriously doubt it because uh, a week and a half away and they still haven't found her an opponent. So I don't think she's, but I thought it I was mean, worth mentioning. Go ahead. Marlena Sparza and Ava Knight, that would be a good fight. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. What's going on? <laughs> I, well, no, because Ava Knight, I don't think she's going to get down to flyweight anymore. I think she's fighting at a bad way. But Marlena Sparza, to get in the ring with Ines Estrada, that's the fight that everybody's waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Why I, I want to see all these women fight, fight each other. I mean, come on. It's boxing. Like, let's everybody get in there. That's <laughs> what we're supposed to be doing, you know? So, we'll see. Um, Marlene Esparza, yeah, even Nice, Nisi Estrada. I mean, they all should be fighting each other. They're all, you know, in the same weight class. So. Yeah. I agree. Well, we'll see what happens. First, Ava Nice first has to get in the ring and get that fight under her Yeah. So, uh, Fight Fans, we've reached the end of another episode, number 48 of the Two Minute Round, your hooks and jabs look at the female boxing world. We'll be back on July 26th. David Avila, and tomorrow night, don't forget to tune in to ESPN so you can watch Sinesa Estrada against Joseph Vizcaino, and then on the app, you can see Maricela Cornejo face off against Amanda Pill. Don't forget to check out thepricefighters.com for all your female boxing news. Tara writes for it. I write for it. 
David Avila writes for it, and then also check out Uppercut Magazine to catch some of uh, non-female boxing writing from Tara and Mr. David Avila. So with that said, uh, we bid you good night. And Tara, thank you for being on the show with us. And don't forget your homework tomorrow night. I expect you sound bites. <laughs> okay, have a good I night. I can do it. I can do it. Bye.